0: well 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 hey everyone how's it going it's your girl Roe, and you're listening to hold on <laughs> Pop culture, yay! (laughs) So, I would say it's been a minute, but it hasn't. It's only been a week, my darlings. How are y'all? How's everything going? Everything good? I really hope so. Well, I know I gave you guys an update on um, how I would be doing reviews and stuff for music I listen to, music I like, blah, blah, new things that come out, etc., etc. Um, I decided I'm going to start that next season because, (laughs) yeah, so the way that it's going to work, um, just to give you guys a bit of an update, pop culture will become bi-weekly at that point, um, just to make somewhat of a good transition between the latest listens list and the rest of what goes on on pop culture. Um, So yeah, that's just my little mini update on this. But yeah, let's get started, shall we? So before we begin, I do want to take a moment of silence um, to honor the passing of Deandra Dixon. Jamie Foxx's younger sister, um, so yeah, join me in that for a moment of silence. All right, so let's get into it, right? So first and foremost, um, Happy Ace Awareness Week, which takes place from the 25th through the 31st of October. It is Asexual Awareness Week. Um, Asexual is a part of the LGBTQ plus community. It basically talks about a preference for romantic interest over um, a sexual interest, it's very, very interesting, and definitely something you guys should look into, I definitely recommend looking into that, um, but, all right, my little hummingbirds, so I know I talked your ears off last pod, um, but damn, the world just won't stop, will it, there's so much going on, and if, um, y'all are looking for a job with, uh, The Royals, the Royals are hiring a position for a senior housekeeper to join Kensington Palace. Um, Some of the requisites were a person that is adaptable, uh, shows initiative to a flexible and varied workload, discretion, you know, all that good stuff, which, I mean, if I was in the UK looking for a job, I feel like that'd be super cool to have on your resume. Um, just because, like, can y'all imagine finding out, like, what goes on behind those four walls and the the halls of the palace? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I think that'd be super cool. (laughs) But that's just me going my little drama show route, right? Of course. So, here in the U.S., though, um, y'all been watching... I hope you guys have been keeping up today with, like, the presidential run, the debates and everything. There's been, I know, so many memes, so much shit going on, but obviously, as is with coming closer to election day and everything, so much shit goes down, like, um, conspiracies where the whole millennial Melania double has been happening. <laughs> Where people are like, oh, they just really switching out the first lady with all these doppelgangers. And people have even gone the extra mile of, like, putting side-by-side pictures of, like, her smile and crazy shit like that. I'm like, what the hell? What is up with the internet? But recently, so, I know the Dems had a, I think it was, like, an online concert thing. And uh, Jill Biden was there with Joe and during the interview that he was doing, he said George Bush, and you can see his wife saying, um, Trump, Trump, you know, four more years of Trump versus George, um, and people, uh, kind of use this to point out, you know, Joe Biden is 77, and there's been rumors of, like, dementia or whatever, and he's like, no, pay attention to me, blah, 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 pay attention to my actions, and, like, people were like, you know, Uh, people that have experience with dementia patients and taking care of them, they were like, no, pay attention to, like, his wife and her movements and and her guiding him and this and that. Like, it shows early signs. So, hopefully that's not true, right? Because that's, geez. Um, But we shall see what goes on November 3rd. Please, everyone, get out there, vote. This is my little PSA of the night. (laughs) Um, More to do with, like, all the support and presidential stuff, so... 50 Cent hadn't necessarily, he, he was kind of say, siding with Trump because he was like, no, I don't want to pay more taxes under Biden. Then Chelsea Handler, who is a uh, 50 Cent's ex-girlfriend, she was like, you know, if that's your biggest issue, please denounce him and I will pay your taxes. Hell, I'll even seal the deal. Go for another spin, if you know what I mean. And Avi, right, 50 <laughs> reposted it. And he's like, oh, what? another spin oh he's like f trump blah 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 he basically was like i bet chelsea handler you say you go do this girl do it follow through and i'm like bro what is happening <laughs> but so last part i don't know if you guys remember that whole like mix of massive amount of information i gave y'all of um front francia raisa raisa she talked about how she was on a highway in LA and like she was surrounded by Trump supporters and it was just like a really bad time for her um another person that got stuck in amidst these uh Trump demonstrations i guess you could say was offset and he was actually on IG live right over 25k people 25,000 people watching this shit as the cops pull him over and they said that they like, you know, like during the whole thing, you know, offsets like, yo, like, do you know who, who I am? Like, seriously? No, I'm not moving my hands off the steering wheel. Like y'all got guns. And the cops are like, oh, well, that's my choice. Blah, blah, whatever, whatever. And apparently they have gotten a call stating that they were waving guns and this and that. You know, then Cardi showed up and she's like, yo, what are you doing? And earlier on, she was on live talking about how, like, these people were walking around with masks and fake guns, and she was like, you know, I think we're gonna get jumped, blah, 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 but later on, when, you know, Offset's getting detained or whatever, and she shows up, and she's like, yo, what the hell, like, this is not okay, you know, to defend her husband, because, you know, like I said, surprise, surprise, they're back together, um, there was one arrest, so they didn't actually detain an Offset, but they did arrest Marcelo Almanzar, who is Cardi's cousin, um, because he had a loaded weapon or whatever. He was released on, like, a $35,000 bond later on in the night, but it was just, like, a, honestly, that's a terrifying experience. Uh, hopefully all of them are okay. Hopefully, you know, nothing negative comes from this, but it was just, whew like, catching that shit online. <laughs> y'all, this shit was wild. So, another person that had a recent run-in with the cops. So, y'all know that song, Watch Me, the Watch Me Wit, Now Watch Me Nene, That So, the person that created that song, Salento, um, was arrested for going 143 in a 65 mile per hour zone. Um, and... <laughs> He was quoted as stating to the police that he's like, you know, if 10 cars are following me, um, I can go 143 because I'm not a regular person. And obviously, you know, police was like, bro, it don't work that way. So I was just like very bold of you, sir, to just be like, nah. The rules don't apply to me because whatever. And I'm just like, fam. gay. Okay. <laughs> But (laughs) moving along to something completely unrelated, so Iggy Azalea and Playboy Cardi have broken up, um, Iggy is the one that she put it on IG, not necessarily did she say, like, oh, we broke up, but she put, uh, like, various story posts of saying, like, oh, I'm raising my son alone, her son Onyx, that she has with, uh, Playboy Cardi, And a lot of people were like, oh, shit, like, y'all know how, like, great music comes from breakups and shit. So people were like, you know, maybe he's gonna um, follow through on his promise and give us a whole lot of red. So we'll see if that ends up happening or not. Maybe they'll both end up making some poppin' ass music (laughs) for our enclosed winter months. But, new music that is certainly coming out this Friday, Ariana Grande is releasing her new album titled Positions, and she recently released the track list for it, as well as one of her songs, um, her song, which is the title of the album, Positions. Uh, the video for it shows her, like, doing all these, like, wardrobe changes, and she's, like, president in the video. It was a real cool video, not gonna lie. It is a love song, um, that, you know, I think very heavily she's dedicating to her current boyfriend Dalton, and obviously, when when someone like this releases new music, the the fans right all flurry and scurry and rush to find some hidden meaning behind it. Y'all remember the the Taylor Swift like oh my God, is she coming out in this? Is this like a queer anthem album, right? Um, so for Ari. There's a part in the song, Positions, where she says uh, people are speculating a Pete Davidson diss because in the line, if I'm not mistaken, she says, oh, you're having sin. I just hope I don't re-Pete history, and she does that little pause between the re and the Pete part, and everyone's like, oh, she's like calling out Pete Davidson, blah, 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 and I'm like, yo, not gonna lie, she might have because... I listened to the song a few times and I was like yo this really sounds like she went you know I'm not trying to repeat Pete, but <laughs> so the track list is as follows it is 14 songs um the first song is titled shut up the second is 34 plus 35 the third is motive featuring doja cat number four is just like magic Number five is Off the Table featuring The Weeknd. Number six is 6.30. Number seven is Safety Net featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Number eight is Titled My Hair. Number nine is Nasty. Number 10 is West Side. 11 is Love Language, which I am so stoked to, like, listen to because if you guys have been listening to pop culture and, you know, you've you've heard me on, on previous VODs, like, talk about love languages. I love the whole concept of love languages and, and understanding the way that a person expresses and receives love, etc. So I'm very interested to see what she does with that song specifically. I just feel like that'd be very interesting to see if like she does do that whole love language thing. I'm very excited for this. Um, 12 is Positions, which is the single that is out now. Definitely go check it out. Number three, I mean th- 13 is Obvious, and then 14 is POV. Um, Point of View, maybe is, you know, I don't know, but I'm stoked for that. And on more music that is to be released, so, um, Drake's sixth studio album titled Certified Love Boy, or is Lover Boy? One of the two, CLB, uh, <laughs> CLB is set to be released on his birthday, uh, I think on his 34th birthday, um, And the trailer for it was released. Obviously, everyone is, again, the fans. The fans are the ones with the keen eye, especially when they've been following these artists for so long. Uh, Obviously, they're speculating that Drake's retirement is coming up. And the reason for that is that on the little teaser trailer that he did he did a recreation of like his iconic album covers so the covers that he recreated were from so far gone take care nothing was the same and um shit uh the the, the dark lane demo tapes (laughs) Ooh, tweaked out there for a second (laughs) bear with me y'all and but yeah, so everyone saw that and they were like, yo, you know, the science have always been there. He has mentioned prior to of him, like, thinking of going into retirement when he hits 35. People even cited a, a certain verse in the album Views from the song Weston Road Flows. The verse goes as follows it's raining money oklahoma city thunder the most successful rapper 35 and under i'm assuming everybody's 35 and under that's when i plan to retire man it's already funded and then people also cited a 2012 interview where he cited that you know once he hit like his prime of 35 he would go back into acting now for those of you that don't know you know like degrassi drake no y'all should you know go look that up but (laughs) but yes a lot of people um are speculating that you know it's gonna be his final album and he's gonna retire from the music industry which it it comes bittersweet right because it's like damn we ain't gonna hear no more drake but damn the album's gonna be fire so (laughs) definitely mixed reviews on that one um but yeah, we'll, we'll see when the time comes, or maybe he'll pull a fucking. God, what's his face? Logic. So, y'all know how he was like, oh, I'm gonna retire and then like sign to Twitch or whatever shit. So, we'll see what happens there. Maybe he'll go the route of like, you know, bringing up new rappers and all that. That'd be pretty cool. Now, for a little bit of cheese me and controversia, because tea the tea's always hot right so Diplo I feel like every time <laughs> Diplo is like trending it's over some bullshit like not gonna so this time around, um, 19-year-old TikTok star Quenlyn Blackwell, you know, she talked about, uh, how she's living with Diplo in LA or whatever, and immediately the internet went into a frenzy talking about, like, oh, he's grooming her, how, how could he do this, blah, blah, blah. And then he went on and, like, did a response to it, and he was like, yeah, you know, is she, like, basically saying, like, oh, he's just her landlord, like, it's just platonic, like, there's nothing there, they're, like, exclusively friends she's renting out an LA studio or LA apartment in one of like the buildings he owns I guess and then he uses the studio there but even she was like no it's just friendship and she went on to say like I'm an adult he's not grooming me blah 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 and then like they like her family or whatever they really trust Diplo and she's like yeah he's just my dad in LA like basically like putting to bed like those rumors of like him grooming her to like the whole yeah grooming disgusting but (laughs) you know they hopefully they cleared it up for everyone there um another slight controversy that happened earlier in the week was so malu trevejo is this content creator she bros in her online career when she's like 15 because she did like a lot of provocative dancing and and wearing very um um I guess revealing I don't feel like that's the right word here but very like accentuating clothing and so Three days after her 18th birthday, she released it tweet where it was like, oh, follow my OnlyFans. And, of course, you know, the internet popped off. They were like, yo, if y'all following Malu Trevejo's, uh fucking OnlyFans, y'all ain't shit because this girl is literally barely legal. Like disgusting and while some people praised her and even she was like yo sis like why are you dogging me from my bag if we're on the same side of this and everything but people were like you know this is the issue with media and hypersexualization of women because it creates this like even though she is of legal age she's still very young and there's just a lot of concerns that in order for her to keep up and do this that and the third like you know she would have to do a lot more explicit shit just to keep up and then, like, on the other side of things, the people that were criticizing her were like, oh, you know, first fucking Bella Thorne with the bullshit and Ruby Rose with the bullshit. Now y'all are out here buying Malou Trevejo and she's also scamming y'all. So, you know, we'll see where all that goes. But damn, <laughs> she's 18, bro. And, like, I'm sorry. I know I sound like a hypocrite. I have a fucking OnlyFans for, like, my cosplay shit. But is she 18, bro? <laughs> oh my god, that's like, it's so crazy to me, because I'm like, bro, you just graduated high school, like, y'all remember when you, where y'all were at when y'all just graduated high school and not there? I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, uh. So, SNL, you know, sarcastic, satire, freaking SNL. If y'all watched SNL, y'all know. Y'all know how SNL is, and... Recently, they came over under fire. So Adele, um, Kate McKinnon and Heidi Gardner, Gard- yeah, um, they did a skit where basically they were trying to mock sex tourism and they played, like, these white divorcees, um, on vacay and talking about how local tribe of, like, African men and all this shit, and people were thoroughly upset, understandably so, just because currently in Nigeria, you know, there is the demonstrations and protests going on for, um, and SARS, and even in the same episode, Uh, Her did a performance and her band and hers band um, had hashtag and SARS t-shirts. And it it was just like, if you guys are aware that this is happening, like, save the skit or don't fucking do it. But like, it came off as very tone deaf, very like, uh, ignorance, I guess, lacking knowledge within what is going on and, and just being insensitive in that sense. Um, for those of you that don't know, SARS is the special anti robbery squad and um they're like this special division within the police over in nigeria and it started so the campaign to end sars actually started in 2017 on twitter and it had a resurgence recently this month um just because of more like killings and assaults and harassment that like lack of freedom of expression that they have because of this specific unit and At the time of, like, me doing all this research, there was at least 28 million tweets with the hashtag and 1.4 million on Instagram, and it it was, like, there had been, like, 2,250 retweets within, like, the last hour, and it, them doing it at that point, it was just, like, (laughs) gay. Like, y'all for real right now. But... You know, hopefully shit gets cleared up and, and, and hopefully these demonstrations and these protests lead to a very good and positive change over in Nigeria. Um, if you guys want to look more into that, I would definitely say definitely look into it. See ways that you can advocate, even if it is online. If you are on the other side of the world from there, like, look into it. Now, moving along to some not-so-serious controversy. <laughs> you could say. Um, but before we go on to that, ignore me as I drink water because I'm trying to stay hydrated. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to Bad Bunny. Wait, where's my button? Shout out to Bad Bunny. This is going to be real loud. So... <laughs> the Latin and billboard music awards were past week and bad bunny took seven awards home. Okay. He won in seven categories. So the categories that he won in are as follows. So he won for Artist of the year, um, top Latin album songwriter of the year Latin rhythm album. Um, Male Top Latin Albums Artist, Male Hot Latin Songs Artist, and Latin Rhythm Artist uh, Solo. So, awesome, right? And everyone watching it was very disappointed because expecting him to be present, he was not there. And a lot of people were upset because they're like, yo, he took all these awards and then, like, did not show up. But then, like, he has that luxury kind of just being like, yep, I won (laughs) type of shit. Also, honorable mention to Maluma. He won Spirit of Hope Award. Yay! Maluma, baby! Of course, I was going to bring that up because it's me Ah! and Maluma, baby. Duh. But (laughs) my foolishness aside. So... If you guys remember last pod, um, the um, Billboard awards were already in in heat over the video that had resurfaced with Rosalia and the Growing Up Latino section that they did last year, and you know it. The Latin Grammys are going through it because of Regional Mexicano, and it's it's like a whole boil of like getting us está pasando, right? But the reason that they're under fire this time around was because. And, like, todos latinos, you know who Enrique Iglesias is, right? Like, we know who that is. But he won Billboard's Top Latin Artist of All Time for Latin Chart Success. So the reason <laughs> he won that is because he currently holds the most number ones on um the Billboard Hot Latin Songs Chart. But people were pissed because they're like, okay, so Billboard... If celebrities like Enrique Iglesias, like Rosalia, are going to keep winning all these awards, instead of calling it the Latin Music Awards, just call it the Hispanic Music Awards because, like, they're not Latino, they're Spaniards. While they are Hispanic, they are not Latino, right? So it was just kind of like people were like, yo, like, how y'all just gonna give Bed Bunny seven awards and then be like, but the winner for all time. Is Enrique Iglesias, so it it was just one of those things where it's like it's sparking um, that kind of dividing the, the actual distinction of what a Latino is, and you know I I can't say I disagree with the internet on that one, right? Because like, oof, but you know. Much, much success to all the artists that won. And and hopefully, um, yeah, some good things come from that. And Billboard listens to the fans. But in other, in other Latino news. So, Anuel. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm laughing. And I know i said this before, but I feel like this man is always in some shit. Like, so he fucking recently posted, I think he posted a picture of like, a bunch of fucking clowns or whatever and went on this whole rant about, like, you know, he he doesn't have freedom anymore because of the probation he's on and blah, 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 and we should, like, you know, as artists and, like, especially reggaetoneros, right, they should be uh, spreading positive messages and, and, uh, what the fuck did he say? Stop talking about him for the sake of publicity and all this other bullshit and blah, 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 blah and everyone was like, fam, you really trying so hard to trend right now, and like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> like, every time, I don't know, it's like, it's one of those things where every time like, something goes well for Bed Bunny, he kind of like, goes in the internet and talks shit how everyone's talking shit about him, but like, no one's said anything. I don't know, I just thought that was real. I thought that shit was funny. <laughs> and then, on the flip side of that, so Carol G, who is his fiance? on last Friday, on the 23rd, she released a song titled Bichota. Now, the reason that that's an issue, um, a lot of people immediately were like, yo, you're gentrifying reggaeton, like, you're trying to change the slang, like, you have no idea what that song even, like, what that word even means, like, you have no right to that shit, like, because, so Bichota actually means a uh, female drug lord, it's like the person in charge of a of a drug point, basically. And so people were like, yo, that's hella like insensitive. That's hella death tone. Like you have a Puerto Rican boyfriend. Why don't you fucking ask him like what the fuck that actually means and like instead of Carol G apologizing she released something that said amiga yo soy quien soy por mí y por nadie más y, y, y si sí que me siento super bichota lastima que tú no donde están las bichotas ready para comerse el mundo which translates to girl i am who i am um for myself and for nobody else and yeah i definitely feel super bichota um, tragic that you don't where are the rest of my bichotas ready to like swallow the world right so I get I'm not saying I agree with the title of it I do understand like how she's trying to phrase it she's trying to label it as like boss ass bitch right but as far as, like, that terminology goes, like, especially if you know that it is a very derogative term and, and it's a term that, like, y- you know, it it's an issue, right? In Puerto Rico, like, people are, like, you know, as a Latina, like, you should be a little bit more conscientious and, and know that in the Spanish language, like, a lot of words don't translate so smoothly. So, like, what are you doing, basically? And then one person even was, like, yeah, she's, like, how... Or he I don't know what they. Um, so they were like, uh it's it's real funny basically that carol g is releasing a song titled bichota and they're like when actual bichotas are trying to kill anuel and like they want her man dead but she out here like thinking that is fucking cute she's like i wish she will go scream in the fucking streets of puerto rico that she's a bichota see what the fuck happens like people were like you'd be left with no face like all this shit it was like a real bad backlash right on the title of the song and then i go right and i listen to this song one, I expected it to go harder. If you're if you're gonna put yourself in a place where you're gonna get all this fucking, that shit better pop the fucking roof off this place. It did not. It it did not go super hard. And then also like, majority of the chorus, right, for this song. So, in the what should we call it? In the chorus or whatever, she does say like, oh, roncan porque no puedo, boom boom. Girl, you could have like implemented a different title for this like you could have. i mean you probably can't do ronca because of like eliel and you know th- yeah um if you guys listen to reggaeton and you know that eliel reference i fuck y'all because that shit's like i guess it's considered old school now but whatever i don't know I get the, this is not the first controversy carol g has had this year either so i'm just like girl what are they doing? What are her reps doing? I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah. In unrelated news to Carol G. I think it was like a few pods ago, I talked about how keeping up with the Kardashians is ending after like 15 seasons or whatever. So the internet went crazy and they were blaming Courtney and they were like, "Oh my god, it's because she quit and blah blah. Y'all better go apologize to that girl because that was not why." So, Kim was recently on, uh, David Letterman's Netflix, uh, his show My Guest Needs No Introduction, and Kim went to reveal that one post, one sponsored Instagram post, makes them more money than one entire season. Now, and, like, you know, the sleuthing, the sleuthing fans broke it down, um, that was it, hot buzz guy joke. Leaf. <laughs> I'm such a dork, but so they broke it down, and because of like a ni- 2019 lawsuit, it was like they make three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand per sponsored IG post, and they only make four to six million per season. I know only right, like bro. Can I just be Kardashian rich? Shit, fam. Y'all know how much I could do if I kept 300k for one sponsored post. That would be so fucking awesome. I would not put up with winter in Chicago. Oh my god. Anyways, so now y'all have it. We have the real reason. They were like, uh, I could post and make more money. Hmm, seems better. But... I don't blame them. Hell, like I said, I would not be here in winter if that were the case. Um, so in more unrelated news to this, y'all ever play, (laughs) I'm calling myself out here, but have y'all ever played Fuck Kill Mary with your friends? Like, you all sit around, and you're, like, you know, drinking and eating or doing whatever you do, and you're, like, playing a game of fuck, kill, marry of, like, whether it's celebrities or people you know, and you, you, you're, like, okay, who would you fuck, who would you kill, who would you marry, and why? So the internet has their own little version of this, and I don't know if you guys have seen the fucking little memes of, like, it's four squares, and it gives you four different options, and it's, like, one's gotta go, right? Right? So the interweb, <laughs> I'm fucking laughing already. I'm awful. So the internet recently did one of those for the Hollywood Chris's. And the ones that were in this One's Gotta Go were Chris Evans, Captain America, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, Chris Pine, Star Trek, and Chris Pratt, Star-Lord. And the internet... Cumultively decided that Chris Pratt was the Hollywood Chris that had to go. So the reason that I'm laughing at this is because everyone, like from the Avengers to his fucking wife, his new wife, what's her name? Uh, Schwarzenegger. God, what's her first name? I can't remember his wife's first name. But they went into like this whole frenzy of defending him. He still hasn't said shit. Mind you, he still hasn't said shit about this like publicly but everyone else went to like defend him and they're like, Oh we have so much more important things going on. How dare you bully him, blah 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 and I'm like y'all, I'm pretty sure like this is a big ass joke. Like no one was like seriously attacking him. I mean, I know people can be mean and like that's fucked up. Don't be rude, but like pretty sure this is a big ass joke. And what made it even funnier was that the picture that Robert Downey Jr.'s team, right? Because I'm certain that he's not the one that posts on his own fucking Instagram. I'm pretty sure as a team. Um, they posted a picture of them on set for one of the Avengers films. And the the internet, internet FBI, right? They fucking went and they put it side by side with the original picture. And they were like, oof. Why did Why did Robert Downey Jr.'s team fuck up to this level? Like, oh, because y'all couldn't find another picture of him and Chris Pratt together. Y'all had to crop out Spider-Man. And in the picture, it looks that like they, like, they photoshopped Tom Holland out of the picture so that it's just a picture of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Pratt. So that just made the whole thing even more entertaining for the, the fucking trolls and everyone. It was, like bro if you go defend this bad can y'all get a like non-work related picture together or some shit i don't know i thought that was funny i feel bad for chris pratt sorry the internet booted you off bro my bad but i mean should i do my order that i would do this in for me it would be chris Evans, chris pine Chris hemsworth third and then chris pratt so he's still on the end of that list sorry buddy I just love Chris Pine because Princess Diaries, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I don't know. He's just so beautiful to me, but not the point. So guys, I cannot, I cannot go a pod without talking about Supernatural. Sorry, I will get into that in a bit, but update. So there is an auction right that is auctioning off a comic the reason this matters this comic is signed by stanley by ryan coogler and by chadwick boseman and on the cover it is stanley next to t'challa and it's i think the like first appearance of the black panther and First off, I was looking at these numbers. The rating of this comic is a 9.8 rating um, with the CGC Signature Series, which makes it even more like, holy shit, like it is a pristine comic, right? And it's going up for auction. The bid starts at $8,000, and they are guesstimating that it can reach anywhere to 25000 if not more, just because it has all three signatures, and, like, sadly, when people pass away, they're worth more, but I will keep it posted and see if we find out who's the purchaser and all that, which, like, that'd be so cool to just physically have that on, like, your wall in a shrine, because, <laughs> like, you never open it, like, that will be there till the end of time, but Yes, Supernatural. I'm going to cry and I'm going to keep talking about Supernatural until it's gone. Because even when it's gone, I'm probably going to do a review season by season because I ain't shit. But, oh my god. All the fucking feels. All of them. On Sunday. Sunday morning. Jim Beaver who played the role of Bobby Singer. Uh, Listen up, idiots! y'all ready for this? (laughs) He tweeted over over Sunday morning, he tweeted, I've just been informed that I have no more post-production dialogue looping to do, so Supernatural is well and truly done forever for me. You know, unless they make a movie, so, if you, <laughs> SPN family, if y'all follow all of the, the actors of SPN and what they do besides Supernatural, um, you guys will know that he has been on the Amazon Prime show, The Boys. So Jim Beaver played the role of Bobby Singer for 68 episodes that he starred in from 2006 to 2020. Me seeing that was just like it's over it's really over and i can't feel <laughs> it hurts it hurts me on so many personal levels like first off damn i'm never gonna be in an episode of supernatural <laughs> i could have done it i could have been an extra demon that they just killed <laughs> but damn fam Ugh, i'm gonna cry But in local news, so November will be the third annual WGCI Music Summit, obviously because of the state the world is in, it will be virtual and it'll be the entire month of November. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a breakdown of what will be happening throughout the month with that and then the link that you can follow to like RSVP. So The schedule is as follows. November and all the times are 7.30 Central Standard Time because it's in Chicago. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but yeah. So November 11th is breaking into the music business. November 18th is making a hit record. And November 23rd is getting heard. So all of these are panels with experienced producers, DJs, musicians, artists. And... <laughs> They're, they're all going to touch, basically, of, like, breaking into the music world and, and, you know, how to market yourself and and what to do. I think it's super, super awesome if, like, you are an artist and you want to get heard. This would definitely be something to attend. Even if you are not a music creator, but you are a creator in general, I feel like this would be super beneficial just to, like, get a well-rounded, like, learning experience. Um. Also, if you are... And a rapper, a musician, a singer, an artist, and you have something that you want to get out there, they are going to be doing listen and critique panels where basically you're going to have five minutes of your song to be played out to local reps and DJs, and you will be able to receive direct feedback. That will be on the 13th, 19th, and 24th of November. So definitely write those dates down. Um, sign up, RSVP, you know, I RSVP'd, hopefully I'll get in. I'm not necessarily certain how the whole process works, but go to wgci.com forward slash music summit. That is wgci.com forward slash m-u-s-i-c-s-u-m-m-i-t. And yeah, y'all, that's, that's all for today's pod. And I know you noticed today's Tuesday. Um I've been kind of thinking that I am going to transition pop culture over to Tuesday just because of personal scheduling conflicts and all that work and shit. So, yeah, so I guess you know catch me on Tuesdays now, y'all. Uh-huh. And because supernatural. <laughs> I'm going to leave you off with this beautifully, wonderfully stated quote from the season four finale, Lucifer Rising, when Sam abandons Dean and refuses his help as is Supernatural. (laughs) All right. This is a quote said by Jim Beaver's character, Bobby Singer, and it goes as follows. Are you under the impression that family's supposed to make you feel good? Bake you an apple pie, maybe? They're supposed to make you miserable. That's why they're family. And honestly, I don't have the in my voice to say it the way he does. But guys, go watch the video on YouTube or go on Netflix to that episode and watch it because my heart, it gives me all the feels. Thank you for tuning in, for listening. As always, I'm your girl Monroe. And this was Pop Culture. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow me on all my handles at I am Monroe3 on Instagram, at Drizzids Wifey on Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, and my second Instagram. Thank you so much. OnlyFans for um onlyfans.com forward slash Elaloon, which is E-L-L-A-L-U-N-E. So yeah, that's all I got for you babies. And As always, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos, y no se les olvide mirar hacia Luna. Bye! Catch you all in the next one.